Hello there. figured out what's been causing all of these like horrific like kind of back of my head migraine headache things that I've been having for the last like I don't know six months or something I, I think I may have found the solution what it took a lot of doctors a lot of different doctors a lot of scans a lot of tests um that turns out were unnecessary because I think what's been causing it is that I need glasses <laughs> My doctor at the immediate care, she's like, okay, we're going to get an MRI. We're going to get these other tests done. We're going to like, just make sure there's like nothing wrong with you because you had all this physical therapy and nothing of it worked and that's not good. Like something should have helped with that. And I was like, yeah, no, nothing mm-hmm. helped. So I got all that done. Everything came back normal. And my, that same doctor was just like, hey, why don't you also schedule an eye test? Cause I was just like, yeah, I haven't had my eyes. I haven't like had an eye test in like 15 years maybe more like a long because I've just I've never had eye problems I never wore glasses or contacts growing up or anything like that and I just have my my like Felix Grey ones for for screens or whatever and so I went and my eyesight like sucks a little bit so (laughs) I had to get glasses so these are like real glasses now that I had to get they look just like my other ones which I like because I like the style but it like I can't remember what she said it's like I think I'm like farsighted so, like, when I'm staring at my screens all day, like, I was having to, like, zoom in, and even then things were, like, a little bit fuzzy, and, like, I put these on when I got them, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I can see. I had no idea that I <laughs> that I was having wow. so many problems, and that might be it. But I haven't had a headache in, like, for the whole week, and I normally have, like, two or three a week, so. Oh, that's amazing. Yay. Welcome to the Glasses Club. Thanks. I'm really... How bad are they? Like, what's the number? I have no... I don't remember. They sent me a piece of paper, but I'd have to, like, look it up in my email. But I'm just like, I probably should get, like, a backup pair of glasses. But shit, these were $500. They're not even, like, designer brand. But they have that, like, they have the blue light thing in them. So that was, like, an extra $200 to add that feature. Yeah, if you want a backup, I would try, like, that Warby Parker thing. The what? Is that like an online thing? Warby Parker. Yeah, you get like everything for a hundred bucks. Oh, dope. And they'll send you like frames to try on at home. Um, Or you can do their online trial. I have a small head, like the small head of a child. And (laughs) most glasses don't fit me. Okay. They'll fall off. Like when I look down, they just slide off my head because it's so small. (laughs) And I have to try things on in store. I yeah. can't wear normal people sizes. So Alice yeah. has a small head. Alice has a small Shut head. Shut up. <laughs> what do you know, Laura? I have a normal size head, I think, but I did have to have them tighten them a little bit. They were a little bit big when I when I first got them. But it's kinda nice. It's been nice to see. It's like it's really disorienting though, because when I like if I walk away from my computer, all of a sudden everything's weird. Like, I yeah. really only need them to, like, be able to look at a screen like this, and all, all of a sudden, nothing's fuzzy. But then when I take them off, I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, is that what I was looking at, like, before? Jesus. <laughs> I remember when I first had to get glasses and contacts in, um, I guess, junior high school. Like, the very, very minimum, because I couldn't see in physics class the whiteboard very well from the back. And... I remember looking at trees and being like, whoa, dude, look at those (laughs) leaves, man. Like, yeah, it was pretty impressive looking. 
anytime I get a new prescription leaves. They're the coolest thing. <laughs> You're like, I have to spend some time staring at leaves. Do you know what else is the coolest thing, though? That you don't have to spend time looking at? Force toast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, nobody has to look at force toast. You just have to listen to it. Yes. Force toast. A Star Wars happy hour. It's March 6th. You're listening to episode 56, which is exciting. My name is Laura. I'm Alice. Okay. Let's go. What are we not hydrating with today? We are not hydrating with uh, Pacifico. Of all of the cheap Mexican beers you can get, Pacifico is my go-to. It uh, reminds me of better times gone past, given the pandemic. It's my go-to beer when I go out, and I'm too drunk, and I don't want to drink anymore, but I do want to drink more, so I just get cheap beer. Oh, that's smart. I got Coors Light. It's the same beer I always drink yeah. when I have the option. Mine has lime in it. It's limey. Oh, uh, you're fancy. Yeah, I'm just drinking out of the big boy can. Nice. For you. <laughs> Rose is making mm-hmm. banana bread, and so she had picked mm. up these beer these beers earlier in the day, and when I walked out to go um, get one, she had already like cut up a bunch of limes and made herself a beer already, and she's like, I, I cut up some lime. Were you going to drink Pacifico? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I am. So thanks for anticipating that. Oh, wow. Nice. It's good service here in this house lucky mm-hmm. just me and my dog and she's got a wonky eye right now she doesn't want to cut up the limes for you like god what a bitch i tried to feed her a lemon piece or a lime piece once and she picked it up and then just spit it out she's <laughs> disgusted <laughs> it's funny <laughs> one time we gave my dog growing up we gave him a um you know like those they're like mike and ikes but they're like hot cinnamon i think yeah. they're just called red hot hot or tamales yeah whatever like that he like <laughs> He took it. I think now, like, it, you really shouldn't give dogs candy like that. But he took it and just, like, walked onto the beige carpet and ate it and then kept spitting it out, like, this red, runny, <laughs> gross thing onto the beige. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. We are so dumb. Like, why do they always have to walk to the carpet? Why can't they just eat something or throw up on, like, the hardwood floor? It always has to be on carpet. Yeah. They specifically walk to the carpet to do it. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter how far the walk is to the carpet. They're like, oh, I have to do this on the carpet. Probably they think it's grass. I am not vomiting on this hardwood floor. Listen, I have standards. Okay? Carpet. It's like in dorm bathrooms. It's like, why do people puke in the sink? That doesn't make any sense. It's so gross. Puke in the toilet. Yeah, that is gross. Trying to think if I'm ever guilty of doing that. I don't think I did. No, I wouldn't have done that. I was always pretty good at holding my liquor, you know? Yeah. I was kind of the friend that everybody, like, I had to, like, hold people's hair back, but I wasn't about that uh. life. And so I would, like, find a hair tie in the bathroom and I would, like, tie their hair back and then I would just go sit on the couch. I'm like, you'll be fine. Like, that's... <laughs> Laura, not about that life, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I'm resourceful. That's what it is, really. Oh, I see. Find a little hair tie, a little hair clip, you know, make it easy on yourself. <laughs> Hey-oh. All right, housekeeping. We have lots of things. Um, <laughs> last Sunday, Laura and I were on Podcast of the Wills with Nick, and it was really fun because we got to chit-chat about our top seven Kenobi moments. Yay. Yeah. Um, Nick offered up two different options where he's like, we can do top seven this or we can do top seven that. And one of the options was Kenobi. And I was just like, I'm going to stop you right there. Alice is going to want to do Kenobi. So let's just go with that. And Laura and I both picked the same top moment. Yeah, which was so fun. I promise I didn't cheat. I actually didn't look at your list. I just saw that you sent it in and I was like, oh, shit, my bad. I got to send mine in. 
So yeah, I sat down yeah, and did yeah. the same thing. But it was very, it's very poetic that we picked the same top moment. Yeah, I liked how I did a bookend, you know, because mm-hmm. I started with the old one and I ended with the new one. Mm-hmm. Did it backwards. Yeah, I was pleased with myself for that. So beautiful, Clark. I loved it. It was great. You're welcome. It was really fun. And Nick's a nice dude. Like I had a lot of fun being on his show. We like kept it like he's like really good at moderating conversations. Like he could moderate a whole round table, I think, really well if he wanted to. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's hard to do. So it was a good like mix up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and other stuff, uh, the most recent episode of The Jedi Way came out on February 24th. It had been a really long time since we'd recorded because we took oh, the week off before my match so I could prepare um, for the Shmoda match. But we just kind of caught up on news since we hadn't talked for a while. We talked about the Gina Carano firing, um, the new Padme book. So it was it was a lot of fun. We did that live stream. That was February 24th of The Jedi Way. And then in Schmodown stuff, if you missed the match that I played against Molly on February 19th, you can find that now on YouTube. Um, it was a pay-per-view for, for when it premiered live, um, but then on, I think it was last Friday, they finally put it on YouTube. So you can go watch it for free now. Um, and then I was also on the Nerd Academy podcast network. They have a brand new Schmodown after show called Number One Contender. Uh, which seems fitting. I was their first guest, and I am a number one contender. <laughs> Suck it, dudes. Um, and that was on their February 27th episode, so check that out. And then, yeah, my uh, new swag um, comrade, Andres Cabrera, invited me to come on his show on YouTube with Emma Fife. Uh, they have a show every week on the First Cut YouTube network, and that show is called Sabak the Block. And we talked a lot about Star Wars Rebels stuff. There's been, like, a lot of kind of rebels adjacent news popping up recently so we talked a little bit about that stuff and then i think i i posted about this on twitter i know the blue band the people posted this on twitter but their solo two written by ai had to be postponed um sadly that that weekend matt's father his health took a sudden uh decline which is really sad and then he actually ended up dying a few days later so keep matt in your thoughts um he's a good guy and apparently matt's dad was like a huge Pepsi enthusiast. So <laughs> if you have Pepsi in your house, raise a glass of Pepsi in honor of Matt's dad. Um, but we are going to reschedule the solo two written by AI. I believe that's coming up here in the next few weeks. So stay tuned to their channel for that official announcement soon. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been texting with him a little bit. Yeah. Okay. He's a good guy. And next up, Caravan of Correction. God, I feel like there was something in the last episode, but I don't remember. I feel like someone messaged us something. Probably. But I don't recall. Let's see. I don't see anything in my messages, so there must not have been anything. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well. All right. We're just too good cool. at this, you know? Sorry. Yeah. A for effort. We tried. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, maybe next time. Cool. All right. Let's get into the news. It's Kenobi Watch. Kenobi uh, Watch. Uh, uh, what uh, do we got? Uh. <laughs> Yay. Uh, there's a rumor that Obi-Wan will be an Andor. Mm. I kind of like that. I'm sort of into that news. That sounds fun. I don't know in what context. Well, let's see. Andor takes place before Rogue One. I thought it was like kind of on the same timeline as Rebels. So it's like five years before the events of Rogue One is when it starts. Huh. Well, 
Maybe they go to Tatooine. Maybe he has. Maybe Cassian gets to go interact with Jabba in some Ooh. respect because Diego Luna fucking loves Jabba the Hutt, and he would like lose his shit if he actually got to engage with him. I think. Ooh, that could be good. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, it's hard because we don't know enough about Cassian to know or to really imagine things that might have to do with his background, you know? Yeah, yeah. We know that his planet was, like, part of the Separatists during the Clone Wars, but that's about it. That's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. But that'll be fun. I mean, I love the idea of Kenobi getting to show up in other stuff. Obviously, you're very pumped about this. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of makes... Well, I guess it doesn't make sense, because remember how weird it was when there was an interview months ago, and... They had started filming Andor, they're about to, right? And Ewan McGregor's like, oh boy, when I like tried on the outfit and everything, it was awesome. I'm And it seemed bizarrely early to be trying on an outfit. Like maybe while they were even wrapping up the Mandalorian hmm. season. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah, it was, it, we were like, but why? <laughs> you know, like, why were you there? That's kind of weird. Hmm. Hmm. And... I, what if what if that's why is because he's gonna pop up in Andor? Yeah, that would be kind of neat, I guess. I mean, like I just would love to see what the reasoning is because it's like we know that Bail, or I guess we're fairly certain that Bail Organa didn't like interact with Obi Wan at any point before Rogue One, but he interacts with Diego with uh, Cassian Andor a lot. So it's like where where I don't know why would there not have been like the third point in the triangle there hmm. it's weird i don't know I, i'm not sure if we yeah. can read too far into it it looks like kessel run transmissions and let rats mate both ran this story <laughs> latino review media uh both ran this but they they were kind of both like yeah the illuminati like they've had some good scoops about marvel in the recent past but they they don't mm -hmm. really have a track record with star wars scoops yet so we're not really sure how reliable this rumor is but it's interesting to think about yeah i'm down yeah obviously also the sand sister like the lead one from game of thrones joins the kenobi series i think she's oh. she's their mom right oh is she yeah i think so oh i thought she was one of three it doesn't matter whatever yeah no so it's uh indira varma is the name of this actress who was in game of thrones she played the partner of prince oberon martell of dorne who was played by pedro pascal so it all comes back around to game of thrones and star wars being interconnected she's going to be joining the kenobi series and so there's been a lot of speculation this week about what role she's going to play and i'm kind of hoping for like a villain like she's got so she was sort of she was really good as like the sort of evil like, I don't know, conspiring behind the scenes in Game of Thrones. And I would love to see her, like, dive into that a little more. And the show needs a villain besides Vader, because I get the feeling that Vader's going to be, like, a pretty small part of this. Mm -hmm, like, we need same. someone on... We need somebody who's a little bit more engaged, I think, in what's going on. So I, I think this could be really fun. Uh, I like her a lot. Yeah, I do, too. The more and more I, things that come out, the more and more I'm leaning into Kenobi book. Really? Mm -hmm. Does she sound like somebody who could be playing a character from there? Yeah, so it's almost it's almost like a love interest, but there's a woman who runs this basically outpost, like Oregon Trail style outpost. Cool. And has a couple of kids and um 
I think, I don't know if she had a husband or not, but she kind of has a crush on Obi-Wan. Cute. And he goes, he goes there to buy things from her, like parts to fix stuff and an EOP. So he can ford the river with his oxen. Yeah. Yeah, get dysentery. He can ford the river with the EOP. Yeah. Don't get dysentery. EOPI. What's the, what's, the, what's the plural? I like pie. EOPI. Let's go with that. E- EOPI? Sure. Yes. Yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's like his Oregon Trail outpost is this lady. Cool. Or this one lady from the book. Okay. All right. I'm down yeah. for that. What I'm not down for is all the people who think that she might be playing like a sat- like Satine in a flashback scene. <laughs> I don't know why in the hell I kept seeing that on Twitter. I'm just like, I this doesn't make any sense. First of all, this woman is not white. Like Satine is the whitest of white characters. In the man in in the Clone Wars, I I also and I, this woman's forty seven years old. Like I know that Star Wars takes some liberties with the aging of their characters, but I don't think they're going to be getting somebody who's in their late forties to be playing Satine, who died twenty years ago. She was probably in her twenties, maybe her thirties when she died. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> I think everyone just wants it, or they think Kenobi with a woman, and they think. Satine, but I'm going with the um Kenobi book lady. Let me find her name real quick. Okay, I'm curious. You're kind of making me like more and more interested in the possibility of reading this book before this show comes out. Like we have plenty of time. I'm so behind on my reading, but I'm like I can catch up and maybe get down with that. Yeah, I mean Andor, I think isn't even going to be done filming till July. I read today. Yeah, I read that too. Uh, yeah, there's a girl named Annaline who owns. Like the Oregon Trail store. Okay. Basically. So I think it could be Annaline. Cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. She's a badass. Like just in this excerpt alone from uh, Wikipedia, rides an animal toward a field of sarlax trying to save her daughter. Badass. Huh. Yeah. Multiple sarlax. Yeah. That sounds violent. It's a lot of, like, whipping around tentacles, I imagine. Yeah. She also could be a Tuscan Raider, like a lead one. You yeah. You might see her pretty face, though, so that's kind of a bummer. But, hey, Tuscan Raiders are pretty awesome. Maybe all of the Tuscan Raiders are actually really pretty and look like her. Maybe Tuscan Raiders just hide their face so people don't turn to stone like Medusa and get confused. I believe that. Yeah. I like the maybe game. Yeah. Um. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. While we're talking about Tuscan Raiders... You read through Victory's Price already, right? I'm only like thirty percent through. Oh, okay. Well, from the second book, do we still do we still have and not have any idea what species what's her name is? We don't get a species name, but they tell us what she looks like without her mask on. Really? And it's kind of like, yeah. And she like stops wearing a mask and she starts talking a little bit. And <gasps> I I don't know if she's Tuscan Raider or not. But she speaks really strangely and has like a crackled face. Cairo, I think, is her name. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, cool. Mm-hmm. I need to get back into those. I, that's it's on my list. There are so many on my list, but that's on my list. Now that I finished yeah. Light of the Jedi, <laughs> finally. Whip. Whip, whip. Yes. Yep. 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 Okay. Um, other TV news: The Bad Batch. We totally called it, by the way. I think we were it's like, it's going to come out on May, 20, May the 4th. And then they announced like two days later that it's coming out on May the 4th. The first episode of The Bad Batch will drop that day. It's happening on a Tuesday. The second episode will drop later that week on a Friday. So we get two in one week, which is dope. Burr, 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 burr. That's not the right noise. Burr, 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 burr. Okay, that's what I'm missing. Yeah. The... Yeah, yeah. Instead, it just sounds like someone's trying to like 
like swim through the moat or something yeah. like bring up the drawbridge <laughs> <laughs> yeah bad batch it's not gonna i don't think it'll be very many cartoons because loki i just looked up is supposed to start june 11th yeah i saw that at most they leave well they'll probably have a week break between bad batch and loki coming out i think so i wouldn't well it's gonna be more than six episodes though like that would be crazy if it's only six falcon the winter soldier is only six yeah but that's an hour-long live action show these are like 20 minute episodes. I just can't imagine them running Loki and the Bad Batch at the same time. Maybe they release two episodes a week or something. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That would be nice. Get through a little bit faster. But that makes sense because, yeah, they, they wouldn't be. I'm sure Loki's going to be. Is June 11th a Friday? Like, they're not going to yep. be dropping both of them at midnight to the people who all want to watch both of them <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Then they're going to be competing against themselves. Which doesn't make sense. So I think that's a good point. Yeah. Or maybe they're going to do half Star Wars and then Loki and then another half Star Wars. I don't know. I feel like Disney would take every chance they could to like milk the breaks between big shows, you know, just to spread things out a little more. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, how big is Bad Batch really going to be? You know, like it's big with us and with like super fans, but like all of the people who watch The Mandalorian, they're not all going to watch The Bad Batch. It's not going to be as big as that. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, like, super, like, woo, Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited to watch it, but I'm not, like, super, like, enthusiastic. Yeah, no, me either. I think it'll be fun, but I and I think it'll yeah. surprise me how much I like it, but I'm not, like, yeah, May 4th, I can't wait. I'm excited for May 4th because it's Star Wars Day and there'll be a bunch of shit on sale, but, like, yeah. Yeah, well, just, like, not going out with any expectations. Curious about it sure it'll be good i need to take may 4th off this year i don't think i have taken it off in the past and that's so annoying and i because then i'm always just like oh there's like so much happening on twitter and there will like inevitably be like announcements made and i just want to play with everybody i don't want to be stuck at work so we'll see yeah we'll see what the summer looks like here hopefully it's not a big bummer i know i mean it'll probably be a big bummer it'll still be a bummer in may especially since i probably won't be fucking vaccinated yet but here we are right anyway okay (laughs) so a few days ago uh there's a website called sfgate.com that posted uh, a really interesting article about marsha lucas and all of her contributions to star wars um she was she was george lucas's wife they've been divorced now for some time but she was one of the editors on a new hope and she was she's sort of credited with one of the people who like really made that movie what it was um and this article talks about how she did some, like, uncredited editing, I think, on Empire and on Return of the Jedi. Or maybe I think one of them was credited and one wasn't. Um, but yeah, she, like, got a degree in chemistry from some big school and then worked as a film editor for, like, wow. a big chunk of her life, which is just really freaking cool. And now she kind of is just not in the spotlight at all. She's, like, totally disappeared. But it was really interesting learning about all the different contributions she made. Like, she worked on TH- THX 1138. She worked on American Graffiti. I think she worked on the sequel to American Graffiti, whatever the hell it's called. Mm. Um, I think she worked on Indiana Jones stuff. And then she did a lot of work with Martin Scorsese at one point. Like, she is just, she was so accomplished. And then I think their divorce sort of, they went their separate ways. And she hasn't done anything, I don't think, with Lucasfilm since. But it was a great profile on her and what all of the things that she brought to make Star Wars what it eventually became you know huh 
Interesting. Yeah, we'll post the link to the article in our in our uh, show notes, but it's great. I it, I don't know if you ever heard this, but like it was her idea for Obi Wan Kenobi to die in A New Hope. Like I think George Lucas oh. wanted to have him in the whole movie, but she's like, no, you need to like, you, like he needs to die at the hands of Darth Vader. Like that was her idea. Wow, nice. I know. It's just cool. She sounds like a badass lady um, that a lot of people don't know a ton about. And this article kind of filled in a lot of the gaps. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I never knew much about her either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's going on with them? <laughs> Unfortunately, I know what's going on, or at least I have some idea. Um, what is this word? Is this brigading? Brigading? I did not know how that word was spelled. Oh, yeah. Brigading. So sometimes Reddit subs... It's against the rules to go brigading. So say there's another sub that they hate and someone reposts an article link or screenshot and then everyone goes finds it to downvote it. That's it. brigading. Okay. Or to like be trolls. Um, that would be what it is. So on the Star Wars channel, this week in Star Wars, people have been brigading like 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 a lot. Hundreds of thousands of dislikes. Yeah. On videos. Um it's kind of sad yeah it's so stupid it really is now it's this week in star wars and it's the high republic show i think but for some reason they're targeting this week in star wars which is weird because it's like well what did they do <laughs> like i know that you guys are mad about christina ariel which is like sucks because she didn't do anything wrong but like jesus it's just it's just it's strange i don't get it no it's strange like i don't understand it and then like review bombing is stupid some asshole gave us a one on apple oh yeah no i i kind of expected that after what went down on twitter this week but the uh yeah this thing i went and looked at some of the the star wars youtube channel videos and yeah there's like a gigantic slew of comments all of the comments are like fire kathleen kennedy fire kathleen kennedy like all over (laughs) and over and over again it's the same thing from like different usernames and it's just absolutely out of control like they have they have like Lucasfilm has no control over what is going on at that on that channel and it really sucks. It's like you can you can take control of some of the things that happen on this channel and you're you're choosing not to, which is weird. Yeah, just turn off comments or whatever. Exactly. But what do I know? I don't know how to turn off comments on a YouTube channel cuz I don't know anything about having a YouTube channel, but still it's so dumb. Like do people really have nothing better to do? Clearly not. It's so sad. Go outside. Yeah. Yeah, sit in the sun. Vitamin D is good for you. It really is. Does yeah, a lot don't of good. drink too much water because that's bad for yeah, you. Yeah, like drink some, but like not too much. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink over your weight in ounces worth no. of water every day. No, you don't need to do that. That's a little, it's too much. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so are these people uh, that are fucking doing this at the Star Wars YouTube channel, but you're totally right. They need to just, they need to tr- disable comments on all their videos or like, stop posting on youtube for a while like just take a month off you know it's not good yeah but ad revenue yeah i guess i don't know like Mm -hmm. disney doesn't have enough of our money you know yeah yeah they own everything Mm -hmm. it's really creepy uh also in the news a lot lately we've had miss kelly marie tran yeah it's kind of nice to see her back in the spotlight and in like really great context i mean she looked fucking mm-hmm. bomb on the hollywood reporter cover that was so fucking cool i was just like yes this queen she is slaying and she looks amazing and she's like living her best life and i am just like i'm here for it yes 
She's so great. And she was so great in the, like, at all the Star Wars red carpets and being such a good sport despite, like, being totally sidelined yes. in uh, whatever, episode nine. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it's called. We don't, we don't talk about that. Uh, yeah. You're totally right. And it's these little, like, these articles, because you posted one or you found one from the New York Times and then this Hollywood Reporter interview that they did with her. Like, they talk about how sort of, like, laid back and chill and humble she is. And talking about how, like, when she's on a movie set that she likes to go, like, not only just, like, introduce herself and, like, be courteous to all the crew members. Like, she actually takes the time to, like, get to know them and, like, what they do in their job. And apparently on the set of The Last Jedi, she was, like, helping sew porg feathers into the porg puppets. (gasps) Like, she was just, like, wanting to get involved and, like, kind of see what everybody was up to and, like, hang out with people and it was just it was so cool and refreshing to get to read that about her because i'm like yeah i bet that she's like she's probably like a really fucking cool chill funny person i also didn't know that Mm -hmm. she sort of came from she came up through the ranks of like the la comedy scene um doing like improv and stuff at like the upright citizens brigade and things like that i'm just like oh that's so cool like we haven't really gotten to see her do much in terms of comedy in Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it would be... I, I actually didn't know that she was in a movie with Elizabeth Olsen. Had you seen that? Or did you see the, like, picture of that in one of the articles? No. I just briefly skimmed and read Twitter tweets. Gotcha. I want to look it up because I had never heard of the movie, um, which I was surprised by because I'm like, I would think I would have heard about something with the two of them, but it looked hmm. cute because um, I really haven't followed her much since, like, what she's been up to since Star Wars. But she's in this new Raya and the Last Dragon is the name of the movie. It's on Disney+, Plus, but it's, like, the Disney Plus premiere access. You have to pay for it. Oh, yeah. Or go to an actual movie theater. Ew. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've... Everyone's been posting on Twitter that it's really, really good. Yeah, I've heard that too. Apparently, Raya is a warrior princess. Like, not just like people are like, oh, she's like Xena. Like, her, she actually is like a warrior princess in the movie. That's her her role. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. She's also the first Southeast Asian Disney princess. It's the first one we've ever had, which is cool. All right. Yeah. Cool. It's dope. So yay, yay for Kelly Marie Tran. We stand applause that rhymed <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah we stand kelly marie tran um all right on to the books thrawn ascendancy greater good i think it comes out april 27th mm. uh starwars.com gave us an exclusive excerpt mm. did you read it did you listen to it what'd you do i read it yes i listened to it today i really enjoyed it it was a space fight but they're enjoyable space fights yes when it's thrawn because it's so dialogue heavy yes and, like, you're looking at inner thoughts, and it's not just like, oh, look at the stars go vroom. It's not just pew, pew, you know? pew. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I enjoyed it. I did, too. I'm excited for this book. Yeah. I kind of forgot how much I, like, missed having Admiral Arlani's voice in my head, because I always do the, like, the audiobooks, and I just fucking love that character so much, and I love that she sounds like Edna Mode from The Incredibles. And I really like Thrawn, too, but I feel like now that we've spent like, so much time with characters like Thrawn and Arlani and, like, even, like, her first-in-command, like, Wutro or whatever the hell her name is, um, she talks with, like, a sort of Cockney accent in the audiobook, which is <laughs> sort of funny, um, but I enjoy it. But, like, you've kind of gotten past the point where you know who the characters are and, like, now we get to really sort of dive in a lot more to, like, 
the relationships and how they relate to each other and I like how they talk to each other and stuff like all of that is just as interesting to me as what they're saying it's like how they're saying mm-hmm. it so I I really enjoyed listening to this I'm really excited for this book I'm hoping I can get caught up on all the other reading I have to do before this book comes out um, but I'm excited to dive into it when that comes yeah you've got well I guess you've got almost two months Mm-hmm. but you've got a lot of reading to catch up on i really do um but the the excerpt that's out there i would guess it's maybe from somewhere at the beginning of the book because it kind of sounds like it picks up right around where chaos rising left off yeah i'd say it's towards the beginning too doesn't really give anything away no but there's definitely some context there from chaos rising so if you haven't read that i don't know how much you're going to get out of the second book because at least from this this excerpt it sounds like it's going to refer back to that a lot these stories this trilogy i think is really going to build from the previous book mm-hmm. you know super exciting mm-hmm. Woo. yeah okay and last in book news victory's price came out last week on march the 2nd that is the final book of alphabet squadron yeah i heard that Hera's in this one a lot more yeah good yeah she's in it a lot good that's cool i'm excited to dive into that i just need to get through the second one first (laughs) oh because i'm so behind i did a lot of skimming um these books are really hard for me to get through and i haven't picked up it's probably been a week since i picked up the book again but um i'll I'll power through yeah so i don't get spoiled anywhere yeah exactly don't want to lose don't want to miss out on that got to get in on the conversation Uh, i don't get to be involved in the conversation so one of us has to (laughs) someone's got to be in the know Mm -hmm. and when it comes to books it'll be me yes it will because i don't have any studying to do (laughs) yeah i gotta i gotta get back on that (laughs) unlike you yeah sucks you don't know like when you're gonna play next i know it's really annoying like this whole week i was just like oh i should like really be studying and then i go sit on the couch and watch ted lasso for like two hours so that wasn't that was whoopsies (laughs) it's fun all right uh should we take a quick break before recap on tap that works for me We're back. We are back, indeed. And we are going to do our little recap on tap segment. However, are we going to be, are we doing a little departure here? I'm fine doing a little departure here. Okay. This is uh, this is going to be an interesting departure. Um, Alice wants to talk about WandaVision, you guys. Yeah. Well, Laura, you watched it. I did watch it. Um, after we discussed a little bit on our, our episode last, our last episode, I think, um, literally we stopped recording and like a few hours later... I sat and watched the first four or five episodes just in one sitting, um, which was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. It was a little bit slow to get into, but it like really enjoyed where it where it went ultimately. I I did enjoy the season overall. Yeah, I really like the character of Wanda. I didn't realize she hadn't been called the Scarlet Witch before this show. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of forgot about that because like my boss is really into Marvel comics and so he would always refer to her as the Scarlet Witch. So I kind of forgot too that she hadn't actually been called that at any point, but it made me want to go back and do like a full uh mcu rewatch like you did like yeah i i'm sort of feeling like i i kind of want to do that now but i don't have time to do it so i won't but i just kind of want to yeah i love it oh my gosh and i was so happy with the ending i felt feelings i don't know what the feelings were that i felt but i felt things okay that's something (laughs) alice has feelings update you guys uh just to be totally clear where we're coming from um 
we're not Marvel comic readers. Alice is now sort of new, but newly enthusiastic about the MCU. I have seen MCU movies. I am not like a hardcore diehard fan. I just enjoy them and I find them entertaining. It's a sort of, yeah, so that's where we're at. I'm not obsessed with them by any means. I don't know any details about anything and how they, you know, where all the stuff that they're pulling from comes from. I just like that all the stories are actually interconnected in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> I miss Wanda already and Vision. You know, I was kind of weirded out by that relationship at first because there's a little bit of an age difference there that's slightly weird. But, like, I really love them, actually. And I think a lot of it is that, like, Vision has just, like, fucking won my heart. Like, he has the best lines in the show. Like, he's just, like, got that really... He's just so wise. And I love their, like, the relationship and the, like, chemistry between the two of them just works so well. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens, and I want the Doctor Strange 2 to come out so badly. I think um, in some of, like, the original, like, Marvel timeline things, it was supposed to come out this summer, but clearly that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, do they? Do you know if they filmed it already? I don't think so. I don't think it's even started filming. Yeah. I think they switched directors pretty late. Oh, okay. Um, or something. I don't know. But also, I think per that timeline, it might have been a D23 or something that Soldier or Winter, Fal- Winter Falcon and the Soldier. No, Winter Soldier <laughs> and Falcon um, was supposed to come out before WandaVision. Oh. And then, yeah. Weird. And Black Widow was supposed to be out a year ago or more yeah. than a year ago. But, Yeah. I don't know. I'm ready for Doctor Strange. I'm going to be like hardcore Tiplo and Tiplo Stan and Cumberbitch. Yeah, I need to rewatch Doctor Strange, the first one, because like the first time I watched it was the middle of the afternoon in my apartment and it's too bright in my apartment to watch that movie mm-hmm. during the daytime. Like I yeah. even putting the blinds down, it's still too bright. So I couldn't see anything that was happening on the TV. Like you have to be able to watch that movie in the dark. <laughs> Otherwise it just like you can't see what's happening on the screen. Totally. And I think I fell asleep too, so I gotta get back gotta do that again oh god i just loved wandavision now i'm like super curious about what loki's gonna be like i'm just curious about all the mcu shit they're doing now too i love loki as a character so i'm really excited for this loki show i think this is gonna be really fun um but yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting where they take whatever happens and i'm guessing they're not doing a season two because they called it the series finale but it sounds like the, the sequel's going to be, like, one of the movies or something. I just, yeah, I wish that we knew when that the answers were coming, you know? Oh, I know. And uh, I think the Falcon and Winter Soldier show is only going to be six episodes. Yeah. And it's just a one-time thing, too. I'm sure the Loki is probably the same way. But, oh, man. I wonder if they're going to have any Marvel shows that are more than one season. Or if they're all just going to be, like, one-off, like, high-production value ish type things yeah i don't know i I kind of don't i don't know if it really matters to me like i'm i'd be fine with the sort of one and done movie like as much as i like the episodic format like Mm. i don't have a lot of patience for the one week at a time so it would be nice to just kind of get the full story download you know when you get vaccinated and theaters are open and things feel more normal are you gonna be super excited about going to movie theater 
No, okay. I'll probably be weirded out by it at first, but there's going to be so much. It'll depend on what's out. Like, I miss going to movies. I honestly do. I miss those, like, opening night vibes and the energy and, like, people being excited and cheering and clapping and shit. And th- like, I miss that so much. So I'm really excited yeah. for that to come back. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think the thing that I'm the thing I'm most concerned about is just like as soon as I get vaccinated, where am I going on an airplane that isn't here? Like that's the that's numero uno. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Oh soon, 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 soon. I know. Give me vaccine, please. Seriously. It'll be so nice <sighs> to have like some resemblance of normal back. Uh okay. Let's see. Recap on tap. What else we got? Uh, yeah, Victory's Price and Progress. Hi, Republic. Laura finally finished it today. What did you think? You guys, I finally finished Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was kind of strange because there was like one part towards the end, um, and I did the audiobook. I didn't actually read it, uh, where I was kind of like, oh, okay, like the story seems to be like wrapping up. Like it seems to be kind of over. The battle's happened. It's over. And then the book went on for, like, two more hours or something. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, I you could have, like, cut it off right there. Um, so I was a little bit annoyed because it kind of felt, like, unnecessarily long at first. But then I got to the end and I was just like, like, the fucking epilogue, oh my god, is so good. The ending is great. So I'm glad that they they structured the story the way that they did. Um, even though it annoyed me when I sort of first encountered it. But... I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really excited to see what's happening with the rest of these characters. I really have Mm -hmm. a strong desire at this point to actually go read the comics because I need the visual part of this. I need, I need, Mm -hmm. I need a little bit of help there because I, I know who everybody is by their voice, but I don't know what anybody looks like. And it would just be nice to have that, that visual component to sort of help me, I think, imagine what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you will learn what everybody looks like but the comics are very good so far i would because i've been reading high republic like main high republic and the high republic adventures okay. which is supposed to be the more like kids one mm-hmm. but it's still really really good um and there's two out of four out on that one and then let's see january from and there's three out of six out for the main high republic okay and there aren't that many crossover characters um let's see or I don't think there are that many crossover characters. Like, Skier is big with his Padawan. Um, Yoda's in the comics. Not in any of the books yet. Yeah, he was just kind of in... He he didn't say anything, but he was sort of mentioned a few times in Light of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, being on some special mission or something. But uh, the comics overall don't have that much of, like, the general people in them. You get to know them more in the books gotcha. or subsequent chapters but uh did you or did you not super love Buriaga? um i really enjoyed the way you d- you talked about him when you sort of gave the initial rundown of him i thought he was really really sweet like it was just really really sweet how he interacts with other people and his thought process and i felt so bad because it's just like he doesn't like can't we get him one of the things that like the those, those those necklace translators yeah that like that yeah. one guy has like it would be nice if we could have one of those for him so he doesn't feel as weird like i just i felt so bad <laughs> i know oh i want to give him a hug oh what did you think about the lady santeca 
Wasn't that a surprise? Yeah, that was interesting. The the Marnie or whatever the fuck her name is, that's like the she's like a prisoner to the the Nihil. Like that was yeah. that was intense. And that sounds so strange to me because I'm just like, wait, well, like where's so fucked up. where is this going? Like they're just like keeping her alive to like use her brain to like create new hyperspace lanes or paths or whatever they call them. And I'm just like that it, and you can tell that those two other Santeca people that they went and visited on Naboo, like they have an idea of what's going on. So they're just being yeah. sketchy about it by not giving any detail of what they think could be going on, which sucks. So I'm excited to see what happens with them. Um, I thought it was great that we were back on Naboo. I thought that was really fun. Um, how do you feel about the, the Chancellor, Lena So? I love her. I do too. She's badass. She's got like such great ambitions. Yes. And like they're well thought out. And is just very positive and open and, you know, wants everyone to just get along. It's weird to see, Don't like, know. a big leader of the Republic being, like, actually a strong, wise leader. Like, that's... I'm yeah. just like, wait, what's this? <laughs> like, she's kind of... She's just so cool, though. Like, Why that, are you making so much sense? Yeah, like, why do you have those, like, <laughs> her fucking, like, two lion-tiger things? I'm just like, oh my god, this bitch is a badass. I'm obsessed with her. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Nihil are really strange in the audiobook. Marcion Rowe has the most unusual way of speaking, where it reminds me a lot of Christoph Waltz. Like, if you were to put, if you wanted to, like, actually have a character play him, like, Christoph Waltz is too old, but the voice works. Like, that's what he's kind of huh. going for is the voice of Marcion Rowe. But I'm confused about Marcion Rowe. I have a question for you. And maybe this okay. is answered later on in a book I haven't read yet. He says something about, like, there's a part in the book where he's, like, talking, maybe it's to Lorna D, or maybe it's just, like, him giving exposition or something, but he says that he's, like, not the real Martian Rowe. Like, that's not, like, Martian Rowe was actually somebody else, and he, like, what, took over his personality or something? Like, it was really confusing, and it was just one little mention, but I was like, wait, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I think it's more like an idea of this leader, Martian Rowe, and that like his father played this part kind of like, I'm the leader, this is how I act, and this is how you respect me, and then he's got to play the part too, okay. right? Has like replacing him, but not really like a, it's not necessarily him, he's just carrying on with the tradition. And every time I saw, what's her name again? Lor Lorna D. Lorna I kept thinking of Lorna Dune, like the cookie brand. <laughs> I kept getting her name, like, confused with Lena So. Like, I couldn't keep the two names straight. Uh -huh. Lorna D, Lena So. Like, it was just a little bit weird. But Lorna D is a Twi'lek, and I didn't realize that until I was looking up. Um, like, I'm sure they mentioned it earlier in the book. I just forgot. But I, like, was looking up concept art because I was trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, now who's who and what do they look like? And she was one that mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, that is not what I imagined. But, okay, good to know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm loving all this art we have for High Republic characters. Yes. Like, I guess the art for Geode came out this week. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> so flippin' funny. I loved seeing so many people write about how, like, when they introduced him in the kitchen, they just burst out laughing yes. because that was the one that I mentioned. Yes. Um, and it's so funny. But, uh, yes, back to The Light of the Jedi. I'm so curious where this is going to go. And I'm so excited, and I think I'm hoping the book that comes out in June um, wraps up the Loden Great Storm stuff. Yes, like the uh, 
He's a Twi'lek, too, He right? is, yeah. And I can't remember what his Padawan's name is, but he was just like, you're ready. Bell? Yes. He's like, you're ready to take the trials. Like, you're going to be, a- he's like, you're not my Padawan anymore. You're going to be a Jedi Knight. And then, like, at the end of it, Bell has, like, a new master. And he's like, I'm not going to take the trials yet because Loden Greystorm was supposed to oversee my Jedi trials. And I just don't mm-hmm. feel right about doing it yet. So I, I felt really sad for him because I really liked that character and how they built him up, how he had all this fear about, like, trying to do the the force slowdown as you're free falling. He was having a lot of problems with that. And then by the end of the book that he, like, gets it. I'm just like, I was just, like, cheering for him through this book a lot. And then he's the one that has, like, the dog with him now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I really enjoyed their relationship and then the old jedi master that's with them who's like the cook of the group or whatever yeah (laughs) the dude rocks i loved learning about the little jedi outposts and i'm like so curious to see what happens with loden yes and i think the next book that comes out in july it is called this is the kevin scott book right uh yes it's called the rising storm yes and i'm wondering if that means it'll have something to do with rescuing Loden. Yeah, because he doesn't strike me as, like, a minor character in this great thing of, like, the big mm-hmm. the big picture of the High Republic. He seems like he's going to be a bigger character. But I did see some concept art of Martian Rowe holding a weapon that looked like it had a gold lightsaber built into it. So I'm like, wait a minute, is he going to take that saber and, like, sort of repurpose it? as his own weapon at some point like does that happen in a book i haven't read yet maybe or i don't know uh it hasn't happened but it wouldn't surprise me Ooh, i just pulled up a description for the rising storm okay are you ready yes i'm ready um bu- 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 bum. this is one that has the guy that looks like hugh jackman on the cover yes yeah. and i think his name is stellan geos. geos yeah yeah so here we go the rising storm that comes out june 29th is going to be the major follow-up that we both stand uh it says cabin scott has a great love for monsters and weirdness of star wars throw in a little high republic and you get force sensitive monster ty yorick uh exclamation point not to be upstaged the novel's protagonist stellan geos from the marvel comic as he goes to the republic fair yay cool. uh Though not a direct sequel to Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm is the second major adult novel of the High Republic, featuring the return of Padawan Bell Zedifar. Yay! Uh, the Rising Storm is best enjoyed after Light of the Jedi and the first arc of Marvel's High Republic series. Okay. Okay. I hear it. Yeah. 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 I'm stoked. And then um, also, let's see... I don't know. I think the Nile are terrifying. I love how they were written. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty cool. Like the their structure is really interesting to me. There were a couple things that I was confused on because I wasn't sure exactly where they were. Like they were calling it no space or something, and yeah. then they were talking about like a great hall, and I wasn't sure if they were on the surface of a planet or if they were on a ship. And I, I just, I wasn't some some of the stuff I didn't follow very well with them, but I. They were really interesting, and I think it was Cossack or something that dies at the end. But then, like, Martian Rowe is talking about him as if he's in the room or something at the end. So then I was getting confused again, and I'm just like, I think this is the downside of, like, listening to this and not reading it. Because I was just like, oh my god, what is happening? 
Um, and then I thought he was going to kill Lorna D and he didn't. Cause then suddenly she was alive when I thought like, there's no way she's surviving this encounter with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, this was their, their shit's scary. I mean, that Martian Rogai seems like one of those leaders that's like very charismatic and that's like mm-hmm. the most dangerous kind of evil leader is like the super charismatic kind that can gain a following. So the fact that they're the end of this book ends with them being like, all right, go out and recruit more people because we just left this. We lost this entire Tempest in this battle. So we need we need more heads in this in this group. So go do your yeah. thing, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Uh, yeah. And then in the epilogue, what's the guy's name? Who's with Avar Crest? Elzar Man. Yes. He gives me major Kanan Jarrus vibes. Really? Yeah. Like, I think maybe it was just like the way... Um, he was performed in the audiobook, like, sounded a lot like Kanan. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. And I really like Avar Chris. I thought I was going to be really annoyed with her because she kind of seems like this, like, goody two-shoes, totally perfect, yeah, has no Chrissy. flaws. Yeah, character. But she's so fucking cool. Like, the fact that she, like, can do that weird force thing with music that basically just acts as, like, a comm link between all of the Jedi... <laughs> Is like really, so really cool. interesting to me. But the most interesting thing for me, and I'm sorry to say this because I feel like a bad feminist when I say this, the chemistry she has with Elzar Mann is by far and away the most interesting part of the story for me. I really, really fucking loved the epilogue of this book. So at the end, basically, he has a nosebleed and a headache and just sees like a shit ton of death. Yes. Right. He has a vision um, after she walks away. Do you think, and I've been emailing with Solo a bit about this, um, one of our listeners, do you think that he could have a tendency to turn dark, like start becoming the Sith due to this fear that he now has from the vision? Hmm. Maybe. I didn't really read it that way. I guess I kind of read it as like he's a little bit like Sifo Dias in that sense. And I, mm. so I kind of didn't, I didn't really consider that. I can see how that could, they could take it that direction, but I kind of hope, cause that actually really would like, Avar Chris would like fucking, she would be so devastated if that happened, I think. Um, oh, like that if w- they both turned Sith and they were the rule of two or right? something. Oh, that'd be so fucking hot. <sighs> the end of this book, I'm serious. Seriously guys, it was so fucking horny. It was so good. They are like, like major, major chemistry. Like they were talking, but I thought that it was really interesting talking about the structure of the order and relationship, like romantic relationships, because they were talking about how it's apparently very common for Padawans in like, like younglings who are training or whatever in the temple, but right before they become Padawans, like teenagers to engage in romantic relationships with each other. Like it's a fairly common thing at this point, but it's expected that you would let that go and it would totally fall by the wayside once you become maybe not a knight they said master but maybe it must mean a knight like once you reach adulthood mm-hmm. you're supposed to leave that in the past and that's kind of the expectation but the fact that they allowed it all especially for like a bunch of like hormonal horny teenagers is kind of surprising to me but clearly like avar chris and elzar man have like continued this sort of flirtation not sure how yeah. far it's gone in, in the recent past, but they are so cute. They're so, so cute. Yeah. Uh, I just loved everything about that book. I yeah. love, like, how The Great Disaster, how that was written and pulled off, and, like, 
it's still great how we see it impacts when you get to a test of courage and into the dark. Like just seeing the different ways it impacts different areas is so cool. So in that in those stories, are they literally still experiencing the impacts of the pieces of the legacy run? Or is that it happens during. Okay. So like an into the dark, they're on their way to Starlight Beacon and then something goes wrong in hyperspace because the thing. And then uh a test of courage. I don't know if they're in space when the great disaster happens or if it just happened, but it's all pretty much set at the same time. Everyone's heading towards Starly Beacon for the opening ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. I really and the am... comics are getting past the opening ceremony. Oh, okay. Not by much. Okay. Like, two days. <laughs> the uh the legacy run, like the literally the first chapter of this book. Like, I was doing a, it was one of those things where I, like, I took a break from studying, and I was at my desk in my uh, office slash dining room, and the dining room table is, uh, I've mentioned this before, it's now the puzzle room. So I was doing, like, a puzzle and listening to the first chapter of the book, and I, like, started crying at the end, because the end of the first chapter is, like, so, so good. Like, that, the woman who's the captain of the, of the ship is just, she's such a sympathetic character, and it's really, Mm -hmm. like, it's amazing how... Charles Soule can build that kind of emotion in one chapter, you know? Like, he's he's so flippin' talented. Like, we knew that from his comics, but, like, it was such a... It was such a treat to actually get to read an entire novel by him because he really can... He can really pull that out on the page in a really, really great, rewarding way. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, but... Oh, man. I can't wait for the next book. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be got great. two more to get through. I know. Then... I I know that that one, The Test of Courage, is supposed to be quick. It's supposed to be a fast read. Oh, so. yeah. Like three or four hours tops. Yeah. But I can see myself, like, returning to Light of the Jedi and reading this again. There's very few Star Wars books that I've reread. Um, like Ahsoka, A New Dawn, the Rogue One novelization, and uh, the Rise of Skywalker novelization are a few. But I really, really enjoyed this one, and I can kind of see myself adding this to the list of revisiting it at some point, because mm-hmm. it's it was just, it was fucking solid, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What a way to kick shit off, right? Yeah, exactly. They they made a good choice, I think, having Charles Soule get to, that was like, I mean, that was a lot of pressure. I think we talked about that. It's like, this is his debut novel. Like, it's the first novel in the High Republic. That Like, that's so much pressure. And he just, mm-hmm. like, knocked it out of the park anyway. Good on him. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for Recap on Tap. Yeah, we didn't give a spoiler warning at the beginning of that, but that's oh, okay. Oh, it's Recap on Tap. Spoiler, yeah. spoiler. We can <sighs> write in the notes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And on to listener emails and things. We got a voicemail from our friend Andrew. Hello there. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I am so pleased to be listening to Force Toast Podcast. I must say, your podcast has gotten me through a lot of lonely, cold Tatooine nights. Uh, I lied. I'm not really Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm sorry. It's just me, Andrew Fantasia, from the Rebel Scum Podcast Network. Hello, Force Toast ladies. How are you guys doing? I hope everything is groovy. I hope you're staying safe and healthy and living your best apocalypse lives over there in Chicago. Uh, Here's a question for you. Uh, first of all, first of all, congratulations 
on uh, you've hit a bunch of milestones. You've hit, I believe, a two-year anniversary, your 50th episode, so many milestones, so congrats on all of those. But here's your question. Okay, so we got our announcement. Finally, The Bad Batch has a mother flipping release date. It's about time. It's coming out May 4th. And it looks like it's going to peek into a lot of corners of the Star Wars galaxy with Fennec Shand and the clones and all that stuff. It looks like we're getting a lot more than just a show about clones, is what I'm struggling to say here. So, my question is, if you were given carte blanche by Lucasfilm and they said you could pick any three characters that you could, you know, that makes sense timeline-wise, that you could throw into the Bad Batch for like guest appearances or whatever, which three characters are you going to go for? I think after a bit of debate, my picks would be, I'm going to go with Ahsoka because she's a boss. I'm going to go with Watto just because. And you know what? Let's go with a young Val and or Beckett from Solo because seeing them, would always be a treat. But what do you ladies think? Uh, I want to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much for taking my question. And as always, may the force of others be with you. Oh, man, that's a great question. Thanks for sending it in, Andrew. Yeah, that's amazing. Very thought-provoking. I'm really excited about this. And I love his email. He refers to them as the misunderstood batch, Uh, not the bad batch, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, thank you for the message, Andrew. It's always nice to hear from you. I hope everything's going well over there at Rebel Scum. And I, uh, yeah, this is a tough one because I can definitely think of one right off the bat that's, like, real obvious for me. Um, my first one's Kanan. Because we we know a little bit from the okay. comics of, like, what he was up to shortly after, um, Order 66, but I would like to see it on screen. Um, of where Ooh. he ends up and all of the sort of adventures he goes on. Because for a while, he's sort of working with, like, I don't know if he was a pirate or a bounty hunter, but he's working with some guy for a little bit. Um, so he's my first choice. I would love to see him pop up for some reason. Okay. I picked my three. Okay. Who else? Who, who you got? Sabe. Yes. Absolutely. fucking lutely yes. Mm-hmm. Bail Organa. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. Because everything he does is great. It doesn't even matter. And lastly, Cal Kestis. Love it. Um, I have a second one, Jocasta New. Oh, shit. Yeah, show me what yes. that bitch is up to. Where is she hiding? What's she doing? I just need it. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Jocasta New, badass. Oh, that'd be so good. I try to think if there's any, like, villain or something. That I want to. What about like Chopper? Or like a droid? Yeah, that's a good one. Chopper's the good one. See what he's up to. What state is he in when Hera finds him? When does she find him? Mm hmm. This kind of seems like too early to see what she's up to. I like that question though. I do too. I can't believe I pulled Sabe and Cal Kestis out. I added Bail Organa because he's always a safe bet for anything. Yeah. He's, he's a fan favorite. Um, I fucking love the idea of Sabe. I'm like, I mean, we've talked about this with like the Padme novels. Like, I just need to know what the fuck she's doing, and which means uh-huh. I really should pick up these comics that allegedly she's made an appearance in. But I'm just, uh, just I'll get there eventually. It's on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like his suggestions. Watto's fucking hilarious. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Agree. What is that dude up to? Ahsoka is, is like sort of another given for me. But since he already said it, I'll, I'll let him have it. 
Huh. I wonder if we'll see any characters, like any new characters that'll show up in animation first and then in live action. What and do you mean? like Andor or So oh, you know Fennec Shan. Yeah. We saw her in real life and now she's gonna be animated. I yeah. wonder if there are characters that are gonna be animated that we're gonna see in Andor or the Book of Boba Fett or Kenobi. That would be a good strategy for Disney and Star Wars to do that. I like that yeah. idea. That would be cool. I bet they will. I bet they I'd be willing to bet that they do that. Yeah, especially if this rumor about Kenobi being an Andor is true. Yeah. I hate just saying Andor without Cassian in it because I feel like I'm saying and slash or. Yeah, it is weird. It just it does I don't like that title. I want to see Andor. Yeah. Andor what? Andor what? <laughs> <laughs> I really just like I wish they would have gone with like something cool like Fulcrum. Like that just would have been I yeah, know, that would have been Cassian would have been better. Like yeah. we hear him referred to as Cassian more than whatever Andor. What? <laughs> oh my know? god! I just thought of another one for Andrew's question. Oh yes, go ahead. Quinlan Voss. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What the fuck is that Solid. dude up to? He's got to still be alive, right? Yeah, yeah. Or Maul. Yeah. That's oh, there's so many opportunities, but so little time. There's no way there's more than six episodes. I mean, that that works out for the math if you're going to do one episode every Friday and yeah. that have the premiere on a Tuesday. But that yeah. sucks. That doesn't seem like enough. Like, we waited all that time for that for six episodes? Come on. <sighs> yeah, but I'll take what they give me. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, we're going to get spoiled with books this year, you know? Like, we've got some fucking so power spoiled. books coming down the pipeline, so I, I shouldn't I complain. Know. I mean, we've got, what, probably, like, three more higher public books, Mandalorian, the next Padme book. Um, well, that's a bunch of books Thrawn. already. Yeah. The new Thrawn. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yep. All right. Next up. Trivs. Trips, 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 trips. I'm pulling out a a trivial pursuit card for yeah. Do you want me to do some trivial pursuit for you? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me go grab them really quick. Just a second. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. These are pretty cute for trivial pursuit. Um, I like how I'm holding it. Like you could read it anyway. Um, I've got my glasses on. I can read it. Hooray! Um, who breaks the news to Queen Amidala that Senator Palpatine has been nominated to Supreme Chancellor? That would be Quarsh Panaka. Boom. Uh, okay. Played by what actor? Played by Hugh Quarshy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just made that question up on my own because mm-hmm. I knew the answer and thought it would be a cool tie-in. Uh, next question. Which two people are invited separately to join Darth Vader and rule the galaxy together? Uh, Luke Skywalker and Padme Amidala. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Uh, Which commerce group is represented at separatist meetings by the stately San Hill? That would be the banking clan. Yes, intergalactic banking clan. Um, let's see. Which Jedi Master does Chancellor Palpatine accuse of treason? Mace Windu. Yay! Good job. It's treason, then. 
How many did you just do? Did you just do four? Uh, well, I gave the bonus one I made up in my head, so technically it was five. Got it. Okay. I haven't watched a Star Wars movie in like a million years. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Which character points out that the place Luke Skywalker calls a slimy mud hole is, in fact, his home? Points out a slimy mud hole. Dude, come on. Am I hearing this question right? Yoda? Yes. Okay, I was thinking Luke was talking to someone about Tatooine, calling it a slimy mud hole, and who pointed out that, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. That's so funny. Um, Oh, shit. This is one that was like a Schmodown question. It's a fucking hard one, too, because I didn't know it the first time I heard it. I'm not going to say that out loud then, because I don't want people to know what I didn't know. Um... What ten-word phrase appears at the beginning of each movie? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, does it say Star Wars first, and that counts towards the words? First it I says 20th Century Fox, and then, yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, um, Let's see. Who is shown undergoing radical surgery at the same time that Padme Amidala is delivering her babies? Darth Vader. Yes. Um, who blasts open a grate in the Death Star's cell bay in A New Hope? Leia. Correct. Which species are the aliens who shove Han Solo's newly formed carbonite block into horizontal position? Ugnaughts. Correct. Well done. Yes. I think that's five. Good job. Yay, that's the best I've done forever. It Thanks is. for the pursuit and Laura moderating the questions. Thanks. <laughs> okay. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, what to expect from our next episode? It's coming out on March 23rd. And we might know when my next Schmodown matches by then. Um, we'll, so we'll try and announce that then. We will talk about probably another High Republic book. Hopefully by then I can get through... Um, probably not Light of the Jedi, or not the, the Claudia Gray one, but I can maybe get through that middle grade one. Test of Courage. It's cute. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk about that one. Yeah. In the meantime, I'll just be studying up on trivia. If anybody wants to jump in and help me stay on top of my game, that would be lovely. Yeah, send us your questions. Yeah, send in some questions, or just let me know if you want to do, like, a Zoom study session. I'm down for either one. Uh, it'll be fun. Or send in show questions so we have stuff to talk about. Sure. There you go. That's helpful, too. It's just going to be, like, (laughs) books from here on out and, like, who's being the biggest asshole on the internet on on Star Wars Twitter this week. So we can only talk about that for for so long, really. Yeah. Truth. Truth. Okay. Toast, too. Laura, what do you have apart from now you have prescription glasses to help your headaches? I do. Yeah. Fingers crossed that that holds out. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but I started watching the show Ted Lasso. Um, and that is on Apple TV plus right now, which again is like $5 a month. So if I was talking about the morning show and that wasn't enough to convince you pay $5, watch the morning show, watch Ted Lasso and then cancel it. Cause both shows are fantastic, <laughs> but Ted Lasso was like a sports show. So I really like could not give two shits about like any kind of sports related entertainment. And I really did not mm-hmm. have any desire to watch the show. 
Um, and I even watched the first episode and I was just like, I don't think this is for me. This is a show about soccer and I just don't care. Um, but I powered through it and watched, now I've watched all but like the last two or three episodes with Rose and the season is just so good. This show, the only way you can describe the show is that it is just incredibly charming. It's so, so good. Mm. And it's, Jason Sudeikis is the lead. He's a Saturday Night Live alumnus. And then he's also an alumnus of the same high school that I went to in Kansas no City. Way. Yeah, he went to my high school um, before I did. But he plays the coach of a college-level American football team who is then recruited to teach an English Premier League soccer team. Um, they call it football. Just, uh, in in, in uh, the United Kingdom. So he moves to England to, like, teach or to coach this team despite the fact that he has not ever coached soccer and has no experience with it um and the show is just really good the casting is amazing everybody in the show has like such great timing and like chemistry um it's really really good i do highly recommend turning on the captions if you're an american because the accents are a little bit hard to understand sometimes um but it's they are really good so yeah if you still haven't gotten apple tv plus the morning show and ted lasso are both on there and they are both just so so good i think jason sudeikis won the golden globe for best actor in a comedy this year so that Hmm. those just happened a few weekends ago and that was exciting yeah i've heard really good things about that show but i had no idea what it was about and i definitely did not expect it to be about soccer yeah i'm telling you like i really did not think it was going to be for me at all but it's just a it's just good it's so good it's adorably charming so what do you got what's going on with stars uh yeah so i also have tv yeah mine (laughs) i was flipping through amazon prime and it had this jody comer show called the white prince us up and it was like oh only five more days left on prime and i was like but i love jody comer i guess i'll watch it and it's historical drama type show um it's pretty historically accurate as far as the gist of things and timelines uh but it's set after um after the war of the roses when henry tudor or henry the seventh Uh, takes the throne from the Plantagenets, maybe. Um, So it's, yeah, it's a series. The woman who wrote The Other Bolin Girl that Scarlett Johansson and Natalie Portman are both in. Yeah. Um, And it's the same woman who the show is based off of. So I I binge-watched it all because it's only, like, six or eight episodes. Oh, cool. And then I got the seven-day free trial, and there's the one set before this about – um, you have the generation before called the White Queen because in the War of the Roses there were like red and white roses, and uh, yeah. So I watched the one before, and then I watched the Jodie Comer one, and she's amazing. And then the one after is called the Spanish Princess about Catherine of Aragon, and it's also very good. Oh, so are and... all of these series like kind of connected, like made by the yeah. same people and stuff? Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I've heard of the Spanish Princess. I think that's like the newer one, maybe right? Yeah, and they'll have the same characters that go throughout because she weaves in so many stories, and the main focus is actually on the women of the time. Um, but there's a girl who's like a baby in the White Queen, and then like a teenager in the White Princess, and then a grown up in the. Um, in the Spanish princess okay. and is played by the girl who played the annoying sister on Downton Abbey. Annoying sister. Oh yeah. The, the blonde girl. The frumpy one. Would we call her frumpy? I'm trying to think like she's the middle sister. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because there's like, I'm like, who was the annoying one? Like, I feel like everybody thinks Edith was the annoying one. Yeah, Edith. Yeah, yeah. She's not yeah. frumpy. <laughs> she's like really skinny, but she's just like, she's just kind of a wet blanket. Yeah, frumpy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Aww. I think her name is Laura Carmichael is the name of that actress. Mm. Well, she's she's also she's a very good actress. She's very good in the show as well. But um, oh my gosh, it is just so good. And then I started rewatching all of the Tudors from the beginning, and I'm like, oh, the Tudors was not good. Like I remembered it, and mm. it's so inaccurate. Like they don't even try. <laughs> it's just supposed to be entertaining, I think. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that whole like Philippa Gregory. TV show series. Um, I highly recommend. It's so good. And yeah. Alrighty. Good to know. Stars free Skipped. trials through Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Cool. They probably even, you could probably do a trial on Amazon and then a trial on like the Stars app or whatever and then a trial through Hulu. You could probably just like. Just keep going through all your emails, all your different email <laughs> addresses. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Many successes. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 56. Thanks for sticking around. And if you enjoyed, help spread the news and give us a five-star review on Apple Pod. Yeah, try and cancel out that one one one-star review we just got this week. That would be great. And if you want to email our show, you can email us at forcetoastpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at forcetoastpod. Um, I think we hit another milestone with Twitter recently. Maybe not. I don't remember. We've been killing it over there. So go check us out there. And if you want to subscribe to our show, if you're not already subscribed, get on it and subscribe to us on Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music is our newest one. We're on Apple Podcasts, of course, Pocket Casts, uh, Podcast Addict. There's a full list on our website. You can find that at forcetoastpod.com. Burp. <coughs> oh, no. Hold on. I have to do a surprise poo. Um, but then I didn't. Like, I tried, and it was just, like, a sort of enthusiastic fart, so. And then I just, like, as soon as I stood in front of the toilet, I was just like, Bleh, and everything came out. Oh, God. Oh, shit, Alice. That sucks. I know. And my pee was still clear, so then I decided that I wouldn't drink water the rest of the day, and I took a nap. I walked back in here for my break, and I, like, farted a little bit, and I wonder if my mic picked it up, and I really want to know. I can't wait to listen back to it. Sweet. Well, that brings us to the episode of ending. Nope. Yep. (laughs) God damn it. I can't do it right. (laughs) How the fuck do you do it? Wait, do it again. I did it. Yeah, you got it.